when ads are so good and they're so fast, I think that's going to backfire. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Beasley. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best Amazon stock management tool. How much has going out of stock cost you over the lifetime of your business? And what is it going to cost you this Q4? Eva predicts precisely what stock you need. It learns from your account and it improves constantly. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Well, ladies and gents, it's that time again. We are back with the e-commerce leader call-in show, which isn't on call-in anymore. It's more of just a group chat. So we're going to come up with some really interesting topics today that are just top of mind for us. Gents, I know we've got some interesting things going on. Let's just kick off. Whoever wants to plunge in, let's talk turkey. What's on your mind? I'll go first. I have a hot topic, guys. I don't know if you've seen it over the weekend, but on December 1st, OpenAI launched its chat, general chat tool, GPT-3, or it's called chat GPT, and it's built on their GPT-3 or 3.5 infrastructure. And if you have not interacted with this general chat tool, Let me describe it for you and tell you how it's changing the internet, I think, radically. This thing is basically so incredibly powerful. It ate the entire internet in 2021, and it can now have concise and meaningful conversations with you about everything it knows. And I've since a morning been playing with this thing, not playing with it. I've been talking to it and I can't remember a time on the internet where I've had such a mind blowing, oh my gosh, this is insane moment since I used Google in maybe what was like 2003, maybe I think 2004 when I used Google, this thing is actually mind blowing. And people all over the internet are saying similar things. Toby Lutke, founder of Shopify tweeted out about using it. Wow, this is insane or something to that effect. If you're not familiar with in general, let me just describe the landscape and then I'd love your guys' points of view on this. Open AI companies backed by Reid Hoffman, Elon Musk, and, and others, Amazon's got money in it and it is developing these tools. There was a graphics tool released called Dolly and then Dolly 2 that's come out. And if you haven't looked for the graphic art that it makes, just on Instagram, for example, just search for the hashtag and you'll see visualizations made by Dolly that are mind blowing. And basically people are what's called prompt engineers now where you just give it ideas and it'll make insanely beautiful art. They just released on December 1st, this chat product that is, I'll, I just, I will tell you, it feels like you're talking to the Oracle of Delphi or the smartest person, a professor you've ever talked to. I've used it for product research on Etsy and Amazon already to devastatingly effective info insights. I've used it for charity related purposes research. I'm, I'm a Bible guy. So I love this app called the Olive Tree Bible app. And it, it has Olive Tree Bible app has literally tons and tons of historical documents 
and books like the Vines uh, Expository Dictionary of the Bible or on and on the Greek interlinear, these Bible study tools that are thick, huge books. And I ask ChatGPT, do you have a working knowledge of all of the content of Olive Tree Bible app? And it said, yes, I've been using it for several years. It's really helped me understand the Bible. This thing is insane. So you can go down any rabbit hole you want with it. The data was pulled that it's using in April, 2021. And you would be shocked once you start using this thing, how much it knows and can help you understand. One little example, and I'll get your guys' input. I, I ask it to help me understand the Yuba City building codes for how big a shed I could build in my backyard without a permit. It instantly popped back 120 square feet or smaller. You don't need a building permit for. I had looked on their website. I could never find that. And I think this thing's going to make Google literally obsolete. And I am not even joking around. Have you guys used this at all? Is anybody familiar with what I'm even talking about? Michael, I know you have a little bit. Yeah, I'm cheating because we did a podcast about this the other day. So I'm clued in, but I'd be interested to hear the other guys' thoughts. Yeah, I played around with it a little bit. It's pretty cool. I think it's just the continuation of what AI is able to do. The machine learning component of it being able to consume massive amounts of data. And I think then articulate, it's this merging of a couple of things. It's like big data and being able to consume the entire internet. And then natural language processing skills where they can basically respond to a question and give you back that information that's relevant to you. I think as that gets more sophisticated, we're just going to see this continue to expand. And then now like Dolly's creating content, there are already AI tools that are writing content Mm -hmm. by a prompt. So I think you're going to see this creative process really start to get driven more and more. I really think you're going to see platforms relatively soon that are creating ads like the graphic component of it and writing the copy that'll be specific to the like the targeted audience person like you like they they find who the target is and it's going to create multiple variations of graphics and, and text and then serve you an ad to try and find the most and best can, but do it at such speed and scale yeah. that a media and buyer analyze the output and analyze the result set and optimize yeah yeah totally media right. buyers are going to be out of business Amazing. I don't know. I hope not. I've thought of trying to think through all of the like the AI things that are going to happen and how we won't be able to tell like what's real for what's not real versus ads being so good. And sometimes I go down like thinking a lot of negative about it. But honestly, lately I've been positive in the sense of just like you said, God, like when ads are so good and they're so fast, I think that's going to backfire. I think if an ad is too good, I'm going to be like, oh, for Pete's sakes, I know it's an ad. I know you're trying to sell me something. And I don't know, that's going to be. I'm not worried it's going to be a turnoff, but it's going to be, I'm going to be able to spot it. And if I can spot it, then I can not be, feel like I'm being fooled or tricked by it because that's what I think I was being negative about. I was like, I don't want to be tricked. I don't want to not have control over anything because the ads are so good that I'm literally going to buy every single thing that I see because the ads, what I like, like two up dialed in, or it's like, yeah. this is not like too dialed in. If you are too dialed in, mm-hmm. people are going to be like kind of the uncanny valley kind of thing. Be like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm out. I'm going to spend less time on my phone, less time on my computer. I'm going to spend time in the real world where I know everything is real, where I don't feel like I'm potentially being tricked because that's what I worry about. I guess a marketer myself, I know that there's like the Jedi and Sith version of marketing, right? And I don't want the, the Sith marketers to take over and be like, oh, for Pete's sakes, we can do whatever we want now. We, 
we'll target everybody with the best ad they've ever seen and we'll get so much. I'm like, yeah, but long-term, I feel that it's going to backfire. Because yes, you can do short-term conversions, but long-term, like brand, like all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not sure how AI is going to Here's my pushback to it. It's going to be such a, fa- a fast feedback loop that even if you have, it's too good and it's like, you're like, oh, I know this is an ad. It's really not for me. Your lack of a conversion is going to be data that's going to be fed back in. And it, I think the AI will make a worse ad. So it's not yeah. as dialed in <laughs> to where it gets to the point where it's, it's going to be this tug of war between your, is it too good? And then you recognize it and you don't convert. And then there's the dial it back and make it a little bit less professional, but it still gets mm. you to convert. It's like, when are you going to know the difference? And if the feedback is fast enough. I guess my mind goes to the actual location of the right message to market manage where Chris never sees a message. He's not super pumped about seeing. That's when the ad would be, here's your thing. I know you like visors and your new company is this. And here's the ad for your new visor. Just push this button and you get it. That those things where he would say, Oh, thanks, internet. I was, I really wanted this. That's the optimal isn't uncanny valley where you have to decide whether you're being sold or not. The optimal is I know I want this. Right. And the internet just served it up. And that's, I think that's where it will get to is the demand message to market match piece is so crystal that there's a limit to how much you can want. There's a limit to how much you can buy. So if I see like an amazing, (laughs) how much you can spend. Not how much you can yeah. want. No, but like if I'm inundated, if I'm completely overwhelmed with want because I see a visor ad and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's so cool. And oh, I didn't know they had those colors. And oh, they also had that's matching minimalism, man. And, oh, People are already living in that world. Oh, like you can only show so many ads, right? You can't yeah. just pound. Here's a perfect ad for you, Kyle. Yeah. And you buy it. Right. And hey, Kyle, five minutes later, here's a perfect ad for you. And you that. And like now you're like, wait a minute, any ad. I don't, it cannot be perfect because you're added out right? You're marketed out. You're like, I don't care what it is. I can't listen to it. I can't like mentally. I'm not even by your share of wallet and share of mind out. Like your share of, of attention, attention gives so much attention. And the, the, the stiff, the bad marketers in this are going to be like, we can sell some more. We like push another ad on them. And I think if they push too far, if they don't become a Jedi kind of marketer, this, Hey, yes, I do want to know that poison is coming to town. I want to know that. And does that have to be a good ad? I just right. need to know. Exactly. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. This is the balance and kind of the evolution that, that's going to happen. And there'll, there'll be ups and downs. People do it wrong. They'll do it poorly. They'll do it too good. They'll like, it'll dial back. I have confidence in humanity overall. I don't have confidence in humanity being able to discern what's true and what's not true, but that's a different, uh, a different AI top. <laughs> but holy smokes, <laughs> the AI. Just to add one more thing on it, we can decide where you guys want to go with this. The ability to create not just visual content, but also now written content combined with marketing strategies that we've talked about on this show, combined print on demand platforms, such as the KPP and Merch by Amazon. Like the barriers to entry to creating something of value that then can be turned into a product that people can purchase are gone. Literally gone. I, that, I read an article literally this morning, but just what you, the, uh, the exact GPT chat thing that you said, where they made a course about like nuclear physics in the voice of a pirate. So if you want to learn nuclear physics and you would prefer it to be in pirate talk, yep. you can have that. Yeah. So I'm thinking, 
publish that as a book. The exact same course. You want pirate? Sure. You want a crazy Scotsman? Sure. You want whatever you want. And the computer will do it. And you just crank out, hey, I've got 75 different books on the exact same topic. Who would you like to read it to you? Yeah. That's, that, you, that would have taken a decade, right? Now it yeah. can be done in, in 10 minutes. So now that barrier is gone, where do you go with that? And where do you decide to spend your time? And how do you decide to try to create something that brings value to other people? Because just having it digitally, I, I think people still want done for you products. They want, they don't want a plan on the internet that says, go buy this wood at Home Depot. Here's where to cut it. Here's where to paint it here. No, they want to buy a, a chair. You know what I mean? So now that we can make these chairs, how do we make the best chairs? How do we make it for the best price? And how do we convert that value? That's where I'm, my brain keeps going to it. Wow. I think we're at least, let's put a bow on it. The response as an e-commerce marketer or as a marketer in general, I think in my mind leads me to the place of where building communities matter more and more for your brand, because that's something that can't be easily duplicated by an AI. Yeah, totally. If you become a great community builder, that you might have marketing that's done for you by AI and copywriting and Web development, man, I'm, I'm sure AI will be designing websites here in no time because it's just code. But one thing that it's not going to be able to do for at least the foreseeable future is really build really effective community. So I think a person to person, and I think brands can lean into that. Then I think you still have competitive advantage. I just watched a presentation by Gary V and he said he was way more interested in the interest graph on the social platforms than anything else, meaning what are people interested in as a community, as groups, then I think you're totally right, Kyle, that it means that tribal, the tribal nature of what people want to band together and have community and the leadership of it and all that is something that's not replicatable that easily by the AI. So we'll just have to move in new ways as thought leaders and entrepreneurs. Anything that strikes me about all this in the way, so to your point, Chris, how do humans distinguish truth from not truth? That, that's been a problem for, I think, millennia. <laughs> I'm sure the Romans were pretty good at propaganda back in the day. And depending on who was listening and what form they were taking, uh, there's some pretty good orators I hear back in the Greek days as well. So I think that's an age old problem. I think for me, the rest of it feels a bit like a development of an arms race. So you don't come to a gunfight with a knife and survive very long. And that's how empires were built in the 19th century. And now in Ukraine, for example, you've got very smart missiles conducted with satellites hitting targets. So there's a, an ever-increasing war. I think it's really between, as somebody said, the attention of the consumer, the possibility of them buying. So to your point, Chris, there is a limit to how much you're going to buy, e even in America. <laughs> the most commercialized society ever in has just worked incredibly hard to commercialize itself. And Britain's very similar now. There is a limit to how much you're going to buy. <laughs> it's not physically possible. There is also a limit to, if you're looking at online ads, Facebook, or YouTube, the actual ad inventory space is being used up. I don't see any YouTube ads, like none. I don't see a single YouTube video now that doesn't have at least one ad at the beginning. If they start putting 10 in, I'm just going to go to another platform sooner or later. Facebook is starting to hit that limit as well. So I think in a way, I think the creation side of the ad and the targeting is one thing, but the sort of physical, the, the financial limits of people's ability to purchase their willingness to purchase and the ad inventory are all hitting some sorts of limits. So I think, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next, but I think for me, that's, it's a continuation of something. It's a kind of step change, but it's in the same direction. Let's put it that way for me. Cool. Kyle, you were going to talk about something completely different. Hundred percent. Crunching of the gears topic change. This switching, is your moment. switching gears. Yeah. I saw an interesting report that came out 
around, it was like consumer trends report. And they did, they surveyed us consumers about their holiday season buying. And you would think, and the numbers essentially reinforce the thought going into Q4 that people are going to be a little bit less likely to spend as much. But I was surprised when I saw the data because they said that consumers are expected to spend nearly 40% less on holiday related expenses this year compared to a 10 year average. That's a big, that's bigger than what I was expecting when I was looking at number. I expected there to be because of inflation and uncertainty with the economy, there's going to be less discretionary spending, but a 40% haircut, it's pretty significant. And so I thought that was worth noting for people that are, have big Q4 sales histories, or they're expecting to have a big bounce in Q4. That is definitely something to keep in mind. The other thing too, that I noticed that was interesting was out of this report was 20% or more of us consumers get their holiday gift ideas from social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So when you think about it, 20% said that they were getting their ideas out of, from social media. Now, were they buying it off your social media ads? Probably not, but they're looking. So you think about the influencers, you think about the video content, top of funnel, it still drives awareness. And I think that, that definitely still provides some value. And then the other thing that was interesting was virtual gifts. So like streaming and music subscriptions were among the more popular ones. So you think about how do I create a virtual product or a subscription product that can be gifted for my products? Because that is the trend that people are wanting to give. Okay, I want to give you something like a subscription or something digital that I can get in front of people. That is also up quite a bit year over year. Hey folks, thanks for listening to the e-commerce leader again today. We had an interesting chit chat about the whole business of not just chatbots in the broader sense, but AI, is it going to lead to a sort of war of for our attention? And is that even possible to go any further in that direction? Very interesting question. Where are you going to go next with it? And my advice to you would be to at least play with a tool that uh, Jason was talking about, which is GPT-3 is from OpenAI. And if you just go to openai.com, you can set up yourself a free account and have a play with it. It's good fun, if nothing else. How far this is going to go is an interesting question, but I certainly think this is a topic that's going to run and run. So something you want to educate yourself about and think, can you integrate this into your marketing? How does this change the landscape? of your industry or your sector of e-commerce. Certainly, it's certainly something I will be incorporating into things. If nothing else, I've actually written some blog posts recently from um, GPT-3 for the e-commerce leader. So our latest deep dive episode, if you want to check that out to get an idea of what a conversation with GPT-3 looks like, just go over to the ecommerceleader.com and look at our blog and you can see for yourself uh, what can come out of that quotes discussion between a human, in this case, me and open GPT, open AI's GPT three tool, I should say. So interesting times. I hope you found that thought provoking and something for you, a jumping off point really for you to go and do your own research. I would suggest as ever folks, don't forget if you've enjoyed today's show and found it thought provoking and maybe will help to make you a better e-commerce leader, then you can subscribe to the show on any podcast player near you. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce leader. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. 
for free resources including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.